Oh man, it's so nice to go walking now that the weather has shifted. Just listen to the sound of the... Oh, oh no, wait. Really listen. Because that bird is reminding me that it's time for our annual rate and review campaign on the podcast. If you've rated us before, hell, rate us again. There are more places to rate us than just Apple Podcasts, like Google Podcasts, Spotify. Hey, Podchaser's a good one. Screenshot your rating or review and send it over. We'll pass you a little something, even if it's just a thank you. And just like these birds, we'll think you're fly. Y'all heard? One, two, three, hey everybody. Hey everybody. It's Y'all Heard. Yahoo! The podcast where me, Marissa Phillips. And me, Pete Phillips. Are not related. Did we do this last week? Because I feel like I haven't done this for a year. You mean that part or the podcast? No, the podcast. Yeah, yeah, we we recorded last week. <laughs> oh, well, this is a podcast where... This is a show where two hosts are like two shoes, but like we're one pair... And we help you walk through a portal of understanding and into a world of realism and medium to large sized fun. Ooh, portal of understanding. Yeah. In other words, we tell you things you didn't know you needed to know. Oof. Pete, how are you? I think my week's been alright. I'm not really uh not really much to talk about that I know of off the top of my head right now. Okay. Will you know later? If anything comes up related to my week, I will certainly let you know, but I can't think of anything that great right now. Okay. Or even that bad, so... Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Maybe that's... You know, I went to the doctors this week, and I found out that I'm not as fat as I feel. (laughs) Please! Do you have any idea why you, quote, feel so fat? Uh, probably because a lot of my muscle turned to fat over, like, COVID, and and I just haven't gotten back to being active. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I always hear the term skinny fat, and I don't fully know what that means. And someone was like, oh, it's someone who's thin but doesn't have any definition. And then I was like, am I skinny fat? Because if you look at me, I'm skinny. But if you look underneath, there's just blobs in places where other people have definitions. <laughs> Why can't you just be skinny then? Jeez. Yeah. Why do you have to qualify skinny? Can you be fat skinny? (laughs) (laughs) Underneath all this fat, there's a skinny person? (laughs) Why does anyone need to call anyone anything? Anyway, I'm glad to hear that, Pete. Yeah. You know... (laughs) Okay, fair enough. Still got to do something about it, but... <laughs> yeah. Um, when I go to the doctor and they measure me, weigh me, I say, don't tell me the number, and they usually roll their eyes like, oh, look at this skinny girl who thinks she's fat. But I'm like, fuck, I had an eating disorder, okay? You want me to unload this on you? I see your judgment. I see your judgment. So, yeah, they always judge me when I say that. Yeah. Mine was like, do you want to take off your jacket? And I'm like, no. <laughs> See, that's fascinating. They, they might as well be like, do you want to put on an extra pair of shoes? Because I'm like, should I take off my shoes or my jacket or stop holding this backpack? That was another one, too. Like, yeah, it was like, do you want to take 
They were like, leave your things in the in this exam room and then come and get weighed. And I'm like, what am I going to leave there? <laughs> get naked. <laughs> I would see they do the opposite with me. And then I weigh like an amount of weight that doesn't make sense. And then I have a crisis. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, I was wearing 10 things. Anyway, doctors suck. <laughs> the moral of the story. Um... Especially when you're dating them, am I right? No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, Aaron, if you're listening, which you're not. Just kidding. Um, Aaron, I tell everybody that Marissa's dating a heart doctor because I think it's funny that you are a, doc- that you are a doctor of hearts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I went home for Mother's Day and people were asking about him and my one cousin continuously referred to him as a neurosurgeon. And I kept saying, I'm not dating a neurosurgeon. And he would go, same thing. That's an interesting, yeah, that's an interesting, you know, head versus heart. (laughs) That same cousin called me a lawyer, so it doesn't matter. Well, congratulations. (laughs) Thanks. Uh, So, guys, my week, uh, I broke my lease in Philadelphia. I, well, I passed my background check. I didn't officially get my new apartment in Harrisburg, but I basically got it, and I'm going to move soon. So that's exciting, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Nothing to me, really, but that's nice news to most people. <laughs> right? I don't think I've seen many people that we know together, but I, I'm like, yeah, Marissa's moving to Hershey. And everybody's just like, why? Yeah, exactly. Well, you know what? Because when I said Wilkes-Barre, you all treated me horribly. (laughs) Oh, Pete, you want to know something that is not appropriate, but I'm going to tell everyone? Uh, So my family was like, my father was like, you and your boyfriend getting married? Like, I heard you were looking at rings, but you were being difficult. (laughs) And I said, I just want the one I want. He's like, you should just let him buy whatever you want. I mean, whatever he wants. And I was like, no, because I want it to look good on me. Because I have to wear it. Well, no, this is, there's more, Pete. There's worse. (laughs) That's not what's inappropriate. He then goes, you know how, like, all those NBA stars have, like, they're, like, mixed or they have white wives? (laughs) You know, it's like, yes. He's like. You don't lock him down soon. A white woman's going to snatch him up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Okay, <that's>... Dad. <laughs> <laughs> and then I told my mother, listen to what Dad said. And my mother said, he's right. He's right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, don't overthink that. Just uh, older people say interesting things. So you're, anyway. you're going with the Ursula ring. <laughs> I don't even know what to say anymore. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I think, unless you remembered anything else about your week, why don't you hit us with an icebreaker? We've got great fans, and sometimes they call to remind us. I'm going to hit you with a voicemail instead. Marissa, we got two voicemails this week. Uh, the first one is a bit of a throwback to the holiday season from one of our listeners who was catching up. Oh, exciting. It's James again. 
this call is from Marissa and not Pete. Maybe. God, he sounds exhausted, doesn't he? <laughs> because I can talk to Pete whenever I'd like. Um, I randomly tuned into the Christmas pudding episode. <laughs> listen, I just read this transcript. I didn't listen to it. He sounds so sad. <laughs> I like the tone. <laughs> I like it a lot. Um, I randomly tuned in to the Christmas pudding episode. I want to hear about your Christmas puddings. But I had to pause the episode because I heard you were drinking Malta. And you said that only Hispanic people like it. And I just wanted to say that I love Malta. Malta Goya specifically. I love when it's ice cold. It's that, just that deep molassesy, I don't know, even know how to put it, flavor. Oh my goodness, do I love it. I can't drink a lot of it though because it makes me fat. I'm already kind of fat. I miss you, Marissa. Aww. Okay, first of all, I miss you too, James. Your interesting tone reminded me how much I miss you. Now, no, I captured it. It sounds like he is being held hostage in a closet somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Well, two, it's interesting that I said I was drinking Malta during the Christmas pudding episode, because both Malta and Christmas pudding have a real, like, like, like heavy, like like smoky flavor. Oh, not smoke. Well, malt smoky. I don't know if Christmas would be smoky, but they're a real. Both are a real um, acquired taste. Yeah. Also, James, I know you say you don't drink it because it makes you fat. Did you know there is diet Malta? That is or or Malta Light. I forgot what it's called. And that is what I drink because I can't take all the sugar of a regular Malta. And also, you're the only non-Hispanic person who I've <laughs> ever met to like it i've made many people try it and they look disgusted so thank you so much for sharing that james (laughs) omira very nice Pete. (laughs) and we have voicemail from alex as well hi this is alex uh first thanks for the christmas card that uh i just received i hope uh yes listener it is may 10th (laughs) shut up Pete. i'm sorry i got two uh coasters um, I'm impressed with the stuff that you can get your logo on. It's uh, real, real nice. Um, in a recent episode, there was a mention of what I refer to as belt packs. Some people know them by another label, but not swearing is a big part of my brand. Okay, but if he's saying belt pack because Fanny is a swear in, in Britain, <laughs> that's hilarious. Oh, man, I really hope that's, that's what's happening. <laughs> Um, so I went through a really big belt pack phase as a kid. Um, what had led to this was I think we had a cereal box promotion that led to us getting a small dark wing duck uh, belt pack. And, uh, and the other thing was one time we stayed at Howard Johnson near the Pentagon for a business trip that my dad was on that we got to kind of come along for. And as part of the deal of staying with the Howard Johnson, we could join the Howard Johnson Kids Club and uh, and that basically consisted of me getting a very bright orange belt pack that was gigantic, and I wore it everywhere to carry my detective uh, supplies. You know, okay, definitely said belt uh, You know, a notepad, uh, a couple of different whistles, um, you know, writing implement. Um, sometimes I would wear both belt packs at once if I just needed to have <laughs> the, uh, you know, the hashtag king. <laughs> yeah, oh my God, at once, yeah, wow. Savage. <laughs> <laughs> capacity. 
um, some stuff got added on like a, a pencil holder. I made a leather craft little pencil holder at my grandma's house one time. Um, and so I slipped that onto the belt with the belt pack. So then, you know, that gave me, uh, you know, capacity for more writing implements. Um, I often had a squirt gun tucked into the waistband. It was not a very powerful squirt gun, but it was actually really precise and able to go, you know, pretty good for like 20, 30 feet, something like that. Um, so that's, um, that was really useful for all the mysteries that I needed to solve when I was a, a small child Aww. going up to the age of maybe like 12. Okay, have a great day. Bye. Man, so Alex had two fanny belt packs worn at once. He also had like a gun holstered on it, a water gun. And he also had like a leather crafted pen holder. Did I get that all right? Yeah, that that he could slip onto the belt part. That's amazing. That's like, oh, I get like kid excited just listening to that. But also, Alex, do you by any chance still have your Darkwing Duck one? I'm sure you don't, but if you do, I'll buy it from you. <laughs> Name right. That sounds amazing. I love Darkwing Duck. Oh, so Let's cool. get dangerous. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Dallas. <laughs> say that. That's part of the lyrics. Sorry, I got too excited. Um... What's illegal about fanny pack? What do you mean? He said it's illegal? No, in terms of in terms of language. Uh I get I I mean some some people call fanny a booty, maybe that's scandalous. Cuz he was a kid, maybe his parents didn't want him saying fanny. What's wrong with fanny though? You could do a lot worse than fanny when you're a kid. I mean, you could, but Look I mean, at my ass pack. But I mean, if you don't have to say but, if your parents could just think of, Alex, can you tell us why it was called a belt pack, not a fanny pack? Was it because your parents didn't want you referring to butts? It could be that, um, I mean, Alex did talk about growing up in a Christian household. Maybe that had something to do with it. But also, yeah. really at its core, belt pack really is a, a more accurate term for it, so... Depends where you wear it. If you wear it facing your butt, not necessarily like a bum flap. Really irritates me these days when I see a fanny pack, uh, like across someone's chest. I'm just like, that's not what that's for. I know. Cover your fanny. I could see your fanny. (laughs) I I think they marketed to be worn like that now. So if you weren't around in the time of fanny packs, you don't know any better. Speaking. Uh, speaking of not knowing any better. <laughs> okay. Icebreaker. This week's icebreaker only serves me. Cool. So I was wondering if you could help me um, pick my WNBA team to root for this year. Okay, based on what? I will give you some names of okay. teams. Uh-huh. You can ask me what you, you know if if there's anything to know about them, but there's 12 teams, and I'm just going to take some off the board right away because okay. I'm I'm not going to root for them. So I, mean, I know who I want you to root for already from the names I could see, but I'll still give you the benefit of the doubt. So I'm taking off the Los Angeles Sparks. Okay. I also don't want to like the New York Liberty. Okay. I guess I'm just gonna have to actually delete them, um, and and this and so the other one is the Seattle Storm. It feels like everybody who likes the WNBA likes the Seattle Storm. 
Um, Phoenix Mercury, it just doesn't do anything for no, me. No! That's what I wanted you to pick! It sounds like a car. <laughs> because I don't understand what the fuck it means. Is it... It's Well, you know, Mercury to what measure the temperature? That's stupid. Phoenix... Or the planet. Wait, well, it could be the planet, too. Well... Man, I just had a crisis, and I almost asked, is, is Mercury it a, planet? Is it a planet? It is, right? <laughs> I only know because Sailor Mercury. Um, I'm moron. So the team, the NBA team would be the Phoenix Suns. Uh, so I guess it's Mercury, but it should be the, the, the Phoenix Moons. I'm taking the Connecticut Sun off the table, too. Don't really love that, because I don't get it. Okay. I'm taking the Minnesota Lynx off because I don't know. They always do well, but I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Again, I'm telling you the answer based off nothing. Is that correct? Well, okay. So now what we're left with is the Atlanta Dream, the Chicago Sky, the Dallas Wings, Indiana Fever, Las Vegas That's Aces. All like heaven based. The Washington Mystics, which. I like, but I don't like their name. You keep bashing down what I'm going to pick. So you think the Mystics? Because that, yes. What is, that sounds dumb. They sound like tarot card readers. (laughs) So normally I'm looking at the Chicago Sky and the Dallas Wings. That makes me think of Vanilla Sky and then we're already on Sky. So then the Dallas Wings make me think of heaven and I don't... (laughs) <laughs> well, no, I just I just think of everything ethereal and otherworldly, and that's stupid for basketball. Indiana Fever, what do you think of that? No, that sounds like an NBA team, and we're not in the NBA. It sounds like a rash, yeah. Yeah, you don't get to push back. My icebreaker, but it is, is a young it is a young team. Um, Las Vegas Aces, two on the nose. I gave you my answer. I know you did. <laughs> to change it the aces are really lame okay and you don't like the dream what is it again the atlanta dream no i like the mystics they i assume they all wear robes while playing that'd be fun that would be fun all right so in y'all heard uh, so as a group everybody out there listening we y'all heard we will all root for the Washington Mystics. Yeah. I can't watch the WNBA, but I'll root for them in spirit. Why can't you watch it? I don't know. They're streaming. Yeah, like sometimes they're streaming on Facebook and Twitter. I don't watch... Ew, I don't watch things on a social network. <laughs> God. But you could. That's gross. Sometimes I watch Manolo videos on... Uh... I mean, that's okay. But I mean, like, I don't let Facebook own me, Pete. Meta own me. So, do you feel served by that icebreaker? Did we have some conversation? You want me to root for the mystics because they sound fun and mystical? Yeah. Yeah, I feel served. The wings seem to be uh, not doing so hot right out of the gate. And even if the mystics lose, they still have a cool name. And... Normally, I'm not a person who roots for front runners, but the Chicago Sky did win the championship last week, last year. No, they just make me think of Penelope Cruz, and I hate it. I don't hate Penelope Cruz. But 
the Chicago Sky won the championship, and they were the number four seed when they went into the playoffs. So I think <laughs> that's different than like liking the Seattle Storm, which was like at the top. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'm still not changing. No, that's fine. Yeah, we are a Mystics okay. podcast. Okay, cool. I'll try to keep you up to date with anything that I know about the Mystics. Me too. All right. So I can't wait to see your transition. Don't know what you're doing today. Hit me. So you say you can't see a Mystics game. No. And it's interesting because a lot of people have been complaining recently about the WNBA not having enough teams because like some teams are cutting really legitimately good players. It's just because they don't have roster space. Oh, that's sad. And uh, so they're talking about doing two, I forget what they call them, but like two new teams um, somewhere in the country, but they're not divulging where or who or anything like that. But um, I hope it's Harrisburg. I would think that it's that would be fun for me. So yeah, I, I, like it's interesting that you won't make the effort to see a Mystics game, but you will make the effort to see the Batman. Because it's streaming on a platform that's not social media. Interesting. Well, I will not stream a show on Facebook. <laughs> um, so Unless it's an episode of the Red Table Talk when Will Smith goes oh on. Oh, God. <laughs> to fight it out with Jada, who's a bitch. <laughs> well, I know we had our differences about the Batman. I know we've talked about it. Um and I, I mean, also, I always have a boner for Robert Pattinson, so I need to bring that full disclosure to the table. But I also talked about the most amazing thing in the Batman, and that is uh, the Riddler's latte art. Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot your time. Before you get into that, can I say the, the least desirable thing in that movie was all the fucking Nirvana? <laughs> I didn't even register. <laughs> For a time when I was younger, I thought, maybe I don't like Nirvana because I'm just trying to be contrarian to what all the other people in my life like. No, I fucking hate Nirvana. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Continue. Um, I feel that way about Pearl Jam. For a while, I was like, <laughs> am I just trying to like push against the grain? I think I just hate all grunge that isn't Smashing Pumpkins. Are they considered grunge? So... I mentioned how the Riddler had this latte art of a question mark. In, he has an interesting thing he focuses on. <laughs> just to know. In, the, uh, in an apparently fancy latte, because I don't feel like you could just go to a corner diner in Gotham City and get latte art. Yeah, I only got latte art in Disney. So, like many viewers of the film, this really intrigued me. Did the Riddler make the question mark? Yes. Or did a server does. do it? Art machine in the place in his pocket. If the server did it, does that mean the Riddler has an accomplice? And if he did it, where did he get that steamed milk? <laughs> You're a psychopath. It was kind of weird that nobody else was in the diner, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Moreover, the biggest question I walked away with is who are the people who do latte art? Who are these latte artists? I mean, the baristas want to set themselves apart in the way that some bartenders don't just want to mix drinks. They want to come up with their own distinct recipes and make their own vermouth or some shit. <laughs> oh, no. If you Google latte art, what do you think you find, Marissa? 
Pictures of lattes? Lots of pictures. <laughs> <laughs> People making rosettes mostly. Um, What's rosette? Those are the ones that kind of look like a flower or a fern. Oh, okay. Latte art is a method of preparing coffee created by pouring microfoam into a shot of espresso and resulting in a pattern or design on the surface of the latte. Microfoam. What is that? Well, microfoam. With really micro bubbles. Yes. Microfoam is typically made with the steam wand of an espresso machine. It is shiny, slightly thickened, and should have microscopic uniform bubbles. It is better described as quote-unquote gooey and resembles melted marshmallows or wet paint. There have been a variety of names for this ideal standard, such as microfoam, velvet milk, or microbubbles. I want to think of a better name. I'll come back to that. Mm-hmm. See, latte art is a mixture of two colloids. The crema, which is the emulsion of the coffee oil and the brewed coffee, and the microfoam, which is the foam of air in milk. Milk itself is an emulsion of butter fat in water, while coffee is a mixture of coffee solids in water. Neither of these colloids are stable, Marissa. The creme dissipates into the espresso, while microfoam separates into drier foam and liquid milk, both degrading significantly in a matter of seconds, and thus latte art lasts, like all good things in life, only briefly. Mm, Yes, all good things have endings. As said the band The Get Up Kids, they were referring to latte art. And so, yes, we do have lots of people who saw the Batman who will be heading out to experiment with latte art. Nobody got that the movie but you. But it doesn't just start when you're pouring, Marissa. You don't just start latte art when you start pouring. You start it when it's but a concept in your mind. Starting latte, like if you think that starting latte art starts with actually pouring the creme. You're either born with it or you're not. Like like the microfoam, if you think that's when it starts, that's like saying that you're learning to drive when you've parked a car. Yeah, no, it's... it's First it's, of all, you need a functioning car, and you need gas in the car, you need keys to start the car. There's so much that goes into making beautiful latte art. And, and you need first, a creative mind. The first thing you need is you need to believe that Latte art can be beautiful. I mean, do you think it... I mean, I'm not... I don't give a shit about it, but do you actively think it cannot be beautiful? Do I think it cannot be beautiful? Well, yeah. Do you not think it can be beautiful? I said that weirdly, but... You think it's ugly? I think it can be. Well, yeah. Okay. But have you seen latte art that was ugly? If you have the belief that latte art can be beautiful, then you can aspire to it. Do you want to name the sources for your presentation? Because <laughs> I want. So far, it's been Wikipedia. <laughs> oh, okay. But over at Coffee Science, they explain some common mistakes of people who are starting out with latte art. 
The first is these dumb sons of bitches pouring the milk too slowly, which causes the milk to separate in the pitcher, resulting in less aerated milk pouring into the beverage and more aerated milk remaining in the pitcher. This is not only, it not only makes pouring the latte art difficult, but it gives you a really under aerated beverage and aeration is important. Mm, yeah, so me. I think I had a latte once from Cumberland Farms. There's no way you only had one latte once. You sure? You get coffee all the time. So another common mistake (laughs) is like, could you like another common mistake is if you I can't even say it because it's so like, like, duh. If you lift the pitcher away from the beverage surface when you're pouring, like, mm-hmm. that fucks the whole thing up. When yeah. you raise the pitcher away from the surface of the beverage, it causes the milk to dive into the crema rather than resting on top to form your art. Like I know you're saying the right term, but can you stop saying crema? I really wish I could, Marissa. Setting me. Okay. The last one is like... Yeah, like... I don't even know how you get out of school and, like, fill out the job application if you don't know this one. If you keep the spout of the pitcher too close to the beverage surface, this is the opposite effect, and the milk tends to, like, skim the surface of the beverage, so it doesn't actually create a pattern. Mm, yeah. Anyway, there are three basic phases to making latte art, Marissa. The first, and this is what I referenced earlier about, like, learning to drive when the car is parked. Mm -hmm. The first is that you have to make a perfect foam. And there are six sub-steps to this. And don't worry, Marissa, I'm not going to tell you what they are. (laughs) The next is pulling your espresso. You should start running the shots as soon as you foam your milk. Each shot of espresso should contain about seven and eight grams of ground espresso. You got that, Marissa? Because there's going to be a test later. Okay. Cool. Next, you need to use 30 to 40 pounds of pressure to tamp down on the portafilter. If you fuck this up, you may as well hang yourself. This sounds like... Ew. (laughs) You're like, what's 30 to 40 pounds of pressure? Here's something you can do. You can try pressing down on a bathroom scale until it shows 30 or 40 pounds. And this will help you determine how much force you need to apply before going to the portafilter. I don't understand what you're applying pressure to. The portafilter. Am I supposed to know it's to me? The portafilter! <laughs> Sorry. Copy this image. Let's see if I can get this over to you in the chat. Oh, that's what I thought it is. But how does that affect the coffee the portafilter is the handle yeah i kind of knew because if you let if you put down too much pressure too much shit's gonna get through and if you don't put down enough pressure you're not gonna get that that aerated beverage marissa Ugh, people care about coffee that much make me tired (laughs) the third step of making latte art is when you pour the milk this is when you think about the magic But there's so many places for you to go wrong, right? You can mess up the espresso, your whole latte screwed. You don't even get to the art part. Mm -hmm, Except, are you getting to the art part? Because sometimes making an espresso, like the right great espresso, that Mm -hmm. is kind of an art unto itself, isn't it? 
Pete, shut up. <laughs> I know you don't believe what you're saying. The two most common forms of poured latte art, because there's two types of latte art, the other is etched, but that's for, like, posers. Oh, that's the one I've had. I've never had a, like, a real made latte art. That's where you just, like, have a stencil thing, right? Yeah, kind of. Okay. So the two most common forms are a rosette, also known as a fern, which represents a type of flower. Um, and then, like, there are hearts and simpler, you know, more common things that you could do in macchiatos. But rosettes are a little more complex, and they are reserved for the common latte. Mm, okay. Um, you might be, like, you, gentle listener, maybe stopping and saying, you said there's two most common forms, and you didn't mention what the second one is. And I'm not going to, because I didn't copy and paste that part. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said it, and I missed it, and I didn't want to tell you that. I know. That's, I, I was pointing that out for the, the careful listener. <laughs> but is the second one used for macchiatos or some shit? Oh, well, um... Some of them can be used in other drinks because I just want you to know latte art. It's not, it's not just for lattes. If you could believe it, you can do latte art on hot chocolate. Isn't that crazy? What? What? Yeah. Shut up, Pete. That's wild. For free pouring, the cup, is either kept level or tilted in one direction as the milk is poured straight into the cup. The foam begins to surface on one side due to the tilt, of course, that you're holding it at. The barista moves the pitcher from side to side as they level the cup or simply wiggle the sprout back and the spout, excuse me, back and forth, and they finish by making a quick strike through the previously poured pattern. This strike creates a stem portion of the flower design. And it bends the poured zigzag into a flower shape. I guess I'm wrong, but I had sworn you had said you were going to do this topic because you think latte art's stupid. I don't know what you're talking about, Marissa. I swear. Did you see the Batman? (laughs) Did that part like annoy you? Did I do I like did I make up a whole narrative in my mind that doesn't did it really happen? There are more complex patterns possible, some requiring multiple pores. Holy shit, could you imagine? Some examples (laughs) of advanced latte art techniques are that of the tulip, the wave heart, don't ask, the swan, or even a scorpion. Could you imagine drinking latte art of a scorpion? Let me look that up, okay? That sounds gross, but okay. Scorpion latte art. If you want to see some great designs, you may want to hop into a time machine and go back a month or so so that you can attend the USLAC. I don't like this work, and it makes me feel nauseous. The United States Latte Art Competition. Ooh, that sounds fun. Which debuted this year at the U.S. Coffee Championships. Wow, I'm surprised it took that long. Which were held this year in Boston, Massachusetts. Ooh, I should have been there. With this being the first USLAC, that's what I like to call it for short, uh, competition, <laughs> there is a benefit of being involved in a new competition format, as well as the chance to take new national title home. In 2022, there is an open registration competition, meaning anybody could sign up for it, and it's a first-come, first-served basis. The thing is, there's only 18 spots for competitors. 
Oh, shit. Registration ended on February 25th. And here's the hard part. The Batman came out on March 4th. <laughs> so out of, the, out of the 18 spots, only 11 competitors actually registered to compete. But if they had done this after the Batman came out, I feel like they'd be inundated with applications. You're out of control. <laughs> You're absolutely out of control. Ooh, I'm looking at latte art. I always thought if you wanted to do it fancy, you needed a stencil. But, wow, I'm pretty impressed. No, 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 no. No, maybe you need to Google fluke latte Are art. Are you malfunctioning? F-L-O-O-K. Because he's the guy who won this year's U.S. latte art competition. Okay, let me Not see. to be confused with Donald Perdomo, also known as the Barefoot Barista. Ugh, that's disgusting. But okay. I believe Ed Griffin also placed, and he's the only person on this website that looks like a normal fucking person. <laughs> Wait, what? Fluke doesn't look normal? I guess Fluke looks normal enough. He's wearing, a, but he's he's doing latte art with a blazer on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. The picture I have does not. That's funny. Okay. What do you win if you win these championships? Do you know? Clout. Are you <laughs> kidding me? Okay. Cool. Nobody's showing me Fluke's winning design. Oh, no, you're not going to find it. Why? Because here's the thing you need to understand. The latte art competition is not necessarily who comes up with the best design. Okay. Or the best art. The thing is, Marissa, you could give me some foam and some espresso right now, and I could crap out a great piece of latte art. But could I do it twice? No. The sign of a true artist when it comes to latte art is that you can replicate the design for multiple customers. Mm-hmm. And okay. so that's part of the competition. You have to make that design twice. You have to submit a piece of what you're actually going to do, and they print that out, mm-hmm. and then you have to do it in the latte and you have to put it down on the table and compare it to the art that you submitted originally. And then you got to do it again. Oh, that's interesting. So it's not it's not really your creativity, it's your precision. Yeah, but you can come up with um those original designs yourself too, meaning that that piece of art that you're comparing it against. But mostly precision is what wins it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, I saw Winnie the Pooh. Uh, latte art. You probably like that. This isn't a time for Mooney the Pooh, Marissa. <laughs> are you? Are you okay? Competitions will present their original designs in a set of two identical lattes and two identical macchiatos. Pours will be judged by two visual judges and one technical judge. And if you are interested, you can go to UF Coffee Cha- US Coffee and you can get the judging sheet. So if you want to participate, like if you, like me, saw the Batman and can't wait to learn latte art and compete, then you can actually sign up maybe to participate for next year. Or we can start, you know, practicing. Pete, why do you think the Batman would inspire anyone? The, the latte art they did was so basic. <laughs> like, it's... 
it's funny you saying that. Like, do you walk into a museum and look at the Mona Lisa and go like, oh, that's so basic. No, but I did go into a museum with Picasso a bit ago and went, ew. So isn't that the same? I guess it kind of is. It's sort of proof that you have no taste. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> you crap. So next, Marissa, we're going to take a look at 2019 World Latte Art Championship um, competitor Peter Chan. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. What? I was going to say, um, our what the cha- fuck is your problem? No, I want to, how do I say this? Um, I feel like coffee art is really popular in Asia more so here. Are a lot of the contestants Asian? Well, maybe in the world latte art competitions they are. Okay, I was just curious because I feel like I look at a lot of Korean um, barista Instagram accounts. For some reason, that's what's always marketed to me. And they're making awesome drinks. Today, I'm so happy to be here to share my latte art to all of you. The film of my design are based on my own personality and lifestyle. So please take a look on my poster first. So you have to understand that this is going to take a while. But you have some judges, as you can see, walking around with clipboards. That's what judges do. So you have two back here. You got one up here. The first one will be the wolf. And the second one will be the koala. And the last one will be the snail. Ew. So, like, check this shit out, Marissa. Later on, I'm going Are to you ready? One by one. I'm ready. Oh. Whoa, his... The... the the motions he's making are so subtle, yet he's making such a design. Oh, but it's so fucking easy to you, isn't it? I never said it was easy. I said the one from the Batman was just a fucking question mark. This is skill. The Riddler wasn't skill. Do you see it yet? The wolf and the mountains in the background? Oh, yeah, I do. That's pretty cool. First one for you. Enjoy. This guy's got pizzazz. Yeah. That's adorable. So as you can see in that shot, these are the three designs he's making. The snail, the koala, and the wolf. And these are what they're supposed to look like in latte art form. Mm, Yeah. I think it looks pretty close. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But, Marissa, the truth is, uh, you're right. I think this is totally stupid. God, thank God. I felt like I was going crazy. I think that it is always interesting when people find their thing, right? Like, a little avenue to proceed down and perfect and do your thing. It just seems like latte art. I mean, but if you win a freaking championship, that's pretty cool. I guess so. <laughs> Not to pee. <laughs> These are the three winners from this year. Okay. That's Fluke in the middle. Okay. And that's the thing. When I went to do this episode, uh, completely, the truest part of this is that I was 100% inspired by the Batman. <laughs> Well, ow, I believe that, because you're insane. Um, yeah, when I went into this, I was like, this is stupid. 
But when you think about it, is it stupid? I mean, it's just like anybody else's art, right? Some people make really good bread. Some people make really beautiful buildings. Some people mm. write really interesting books. And so, you know, to each artist, their own art, as long as it doesn't involve like human body parts or something. But I'm sure you could make an argument, Cassie. So <laughs> when it comes to making latte art and just being in the world of art, you know, take it where you can find it. How will you bring art into your career today? I'm going to make a duty art. <laughs> <laughs> I know that exists in some way, but I mean, I'm going to make art with the duty, not put duty on a thing and say it's art. Oh, I not thought you were going to poop into the toilet like they do with oh, latte art. That. Oh, that's even better. <laughs> yeah, I like that. But you need to make sure you're the right distance from the toilet. Yeah. You don't, like, put your butt too close. But you don't you have to be able to on. stop partway through so that you yeah. can start another line. You have to eat a certain way just for the sake of art. I like it. So, anyway, Marissa, <laughs> that was uh, a little trip I took down Latte Lane. Did you like it a latte? <laughs> you know, for part of my research... I was going to go to Starbucks and get a latte, but I didn't. Why? I just, you know, like, it's a, it's farther away than I want. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I do recall... Oh, no, I'm sorry, that wasn't a latte. That was a cappuccino. When I was a kid in the 90s, I remember, my sister took me to Cumberland Farms, which is like a turkey hill or a Wawa, so mm -hmm. that she could introduce me to the world of cappuccino. Isn't it? Aren't they pretty close? Like, one is... A thing, a coffee with steamed milk, and the other one is steamed milk in the coffee. Yeah, and the last time I had steamed milk was at your cousin's house. Uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> you made up steamed milk? Yeah, she had a thing that steamed milk, and she was like, check out this wow. cool thing. I feel like sometimes your parents really instill in you, like, what's a waste and what people should have in their homes. And the thought of having a thing that seems milk in my home is like... Is amazing. It's like... It's like, it's as essential as a can opener. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing, but it's like... It's it's almost like... Not grotesque. Uh, not grotesque. Like a vulgar. It's almost a vulgar <laughs> display of wealth. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> anyway. Uh, interesting. Nice commitment to the bit. Are you, like, so will you sponsor my application next year you've never even made a latte art you don't even have a steamer but i have a year to catch up why don't you use our patreon money <laughs> some of the comments on the uh peter chan video are people who are like i just ordered an espresso machine and uh and like all these items and stuff they're like i'm waiting for them to show up in the mail and I'll, or yeah show up in the mail and i'm watching latte art videos and i'm just like Wow. What? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, you're either born with it or just now. Or maybe it's Maybelline. Or maybe it is Maybelline. You're right. So, yeah, that was interesting. Uh, Everything well, has its own world, even latte art. And I got to tell you guys, sometimes it's frightening that entire worlds and subcultures exist. It takes, this takes us back to the old um, knitting subculture episode we did, I don't know, within the first like 30 episodes of this show. 
Oh, but hey, I gotta say, like I kind of mentioned briefly, I kind of, like, I don't focus on latte art, but I do have follow a lot of accounts that do fancy drinks and, like, do a lot of, like, layered color drinks or have, like, really cool shaped ice and shit. And, uh, it's kind of cool, Pete. I'm going to yeah. say, I'm, I'm less of a hater than you. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing that's the thing i was like i texted marissa and i said is this gonna be me coming across as a curmudgeon <laughs> and she was what? like yeah but do it anyway <laughs> yeah yeah because it's fun anyway i think um I, you know what this is going to be a confession everybody i look at things like this sometimes and i think man like there's so many problems in the world and somebody's dedicating hundreds and hundreds of hours of their life to latte art but when you think about it, i'm not doing anything that much more yeah, constructive so i don't hate latte art i just into killing people yeah i guess that's true hundreds and hundreds of hours into killing people what are you the military <laughs> um i don't know i like it because a good latte art you probably Bring joy to someone's day. Yes. I oh. mean, as long as they get your name right on the side, am I right? Oh, yeah. Uh. I mean, I assume there's not a lot a lot of latte art being put in paper cups. Yeah, you're right. I was just trying to make, a, I was just trying to make a joke. No, I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even drunk. I don't know why I keep clowning you. I'm sorry. I guess I just make it easy. Shut up, Pete. <laughs> Plugs. Do you have anything you'd like to plug this episode? By the way, if you've listened this long and you were like, oh my god, I can't wait to hear somebody as excited about latte art as I am because you were just searching podcasts to listen to about latte art, I don't hate latte art. I just don't 100% get it. And it looks really, really challenging. And yeah. I wonder if maybe I just don't have the commitment to put that much effort into anything. <laughs> I mean, I think it's really cool. I know I wouldn't be any good at it because you probably need to practice a lot. First of all, you got to hold one cup and then another cup and not have your hands shaking like a freak. And I'm out. <laughs> I have really shaking hands. Um, oh, I just want to say thank you for the people that actually like pay attention to the plugs. Uh, one of our, our longtime listeners, Juan, said he started watching The Ultimatum based on whatever I said. <laughs> And how horrible it was. Um, Pete, you plug first. I'll think of something. I, uh, uh, I was, I've been reading this comic called The Department of Truth. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was pretty fun to bring up on the show here because basically it's about a guy who gets recruited to work for the Department of Truth, which is like a secret government organization. And the reason, the way he gets uh, recruited into it is because somebody, some rich person, picks him up and takes him on a flight to the edge of the world where he sees an ice wall and he discovers that the world is flat. And the general idea is that, like, collective belief in something can make it real. Oh, I believe that. And so the flat earth theory spread so much and got so many people to believe it that the world actually became flat and there was oh. an ice wall at the edge of the and like at the edge of the you know world i guess and um 
the the head of the Department of Truth is Lee Harvey Oswald, and uh, I just finished one issue where they were hunting Bigfoot, and the thing is, like, people believe in Bigfoot, which makes Bigfoot become real, not Bigfoot exists and people have seen it. It's that they sort of manifested into coming, uh, you know, coming true. And so different people in the field for the Department of Truth just go around killing Sasquatches all the time because they can't have them running around. <laughs> yeah. And if one person sees one and tells other people, that gets more people to believe in them and more people. And then it's just like the woods are overrun with Sasquatches. So um, it was kind of an interesting thing. Um, the Sas- like the Bigfoot stuff is really easy to put out there as an example, but like it digs into a lot of different conspiracy theories and beliefs and stuff like that. The message of it, right, is if so many people believe something and that makes it air quote true, you know, like what's the danger in that and how, you know, how dangerous, I guess, for lack of a better term in that situation, um, could that become? So. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Look at Pete always discovering new content. I don't really do much else. <laughs> I thought her family over and over. <laughs> um, I will just plug if you like Marvel. No, actually, if you don't even like Marvel stuff, because I am pretty Marveled out and I have been for a long time. But boy, oh boy, did Moonlight, Moonlight, Moon Knight blow my mind. Uh, I think Pete actually told me, to, or he, I found out he was watching it. Yeah. So Moon Knight is on Disney+. Plus. Starring Oscar Isaac. I think him and Ethan Hawke are the people that make it. I'm obsessed with an old Ethan Hawke. And Oscar Isaac is amazing. And, uh, yeah, it's really good. Even if you're tired of superhero movies, I would say this one had so much more emotional stuff to unearth. Uh, that, it, yeah, tell me what. Like, one of the things when... Um when Sam Raimi wanted to do a, a comic book movie and they wouldn't give him Batman, he was like, fine, I'll just make up my own superhero. And he made Darkman. And Darkman's fine and everything, but it's like, this isn't a, like, this isn't a person with a history. And so everything I'm investing into this superhero is only coming from this movie. There's no like comic book backstory or anything like that. And for me, that was what I walked into Moon Knight, like Moon Knight with, because I was like, I've seen Moon Knight in some of my Spider-Man comics, but I don't know his backstory. I don't know what he's about. I don't know what he stands for. Um, And so it really, like, uh, did open up a lot of things. I just, um, I wasn't sure if, like, what else they could do with him at the end of it. But also, I'm, you know, interested to see if he comes up someplace else. I hope so. I will say I also didn't know his story, and I thought it would look really stupid from a trailer. Yeah. I had no intention of watching it. I was like, this looks so dumb. How is Oscar Isaac doing this? And then when I saw how it ended up, I'm like, oh, now it makes sense why he did it. And, um, yeah, it's a, a very interesting look at uh, mental health issues, honestly. Like, I feel like everyone is making everything about mental health issues anymore. But I thought this was pretty good the way they did it. Yeah, there was. I actually had to do some Googling. Because I was like, wait, is this another personality? Like, like, what's going yeah. on? So I had to do some quick Wikipedia reading just to make sure that I um, I understood what was happening in the story. 
Me too. But uh, yeah, guys. So, uh, do you do latte art? Give us a call at five seven zero pod one one. Did you try it after listening to our episode? Send us a picture. You can also text five seven zero pod one one. Please, please do not send us a picture of toilet art of duty art. Okay. <laughs> if you made duty art, as long as your butt is invisible, you could. DM me at Marissa yeah, Randall. Yeah, you can DM Marissa. <laughs> Your <laughs> duty art. Degenerate. Oh. <laughs> Quick aside, uh, during Mother's Day, my aunt had brought this bottle of wine. But I like with a little tipsy and I forgot she brought it. And actually her husband had bought it for her for Mother's Day. And uh, I asked my cousin, her, her daughter, I said, can you pass me the wine? And... I, I, I meant a different wine, but she gave me the one that was her mother's. And I said, no, not the duty wine. Give me the other one. <laughs> and then my aunt heard it, opened her eyes wide, and gave me a look. And it was really embarrassing. <laughs> was it because it was bad? I just didn't like it. It was fine. But yeah, yeah. I called the duty wine because I didn't want to drink it. And then later on, her husband was like, do you guys like the wine? And then she looked at me. <laughs> and you said? <laughs> I didn't answer. <laughs> Anyway, what, what, yeah, uh, where do you email us, Pete? Oh, you can email us at shout at yallheard.me. You can also, you know, post a review, just throw out a rating. I, I don't think we have ratings on Spotify, at least that I could tell. Um, Guys, you haven't gotten a rating in a long time. If you like us, just, you know, give us a little rating. Yeah, this is our annual uh, review and rate drive. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay, if you review us. Okay, this will come out what day? Uh, the end of this week. Oh, Friday okay. the 13th. If you give us a rating within the month of May, so either you have to have never rated us before or you have to rate us on a new platform. If you do it and you reach out to us and say, hey... I gave you a rating on such and such. Screenshot would help. Yeah, prove it. I mean, yeah. Uh, I'll mail you something. Will it be... It a won't lock be a of lock. hair? It won't take as long. No, With, with the root so that I can make my own Marissa out of your DNA? <laughs> I mean, I won't take as long as I did to send people their Christmas cards. I'm sorry! Anyway. Maybe uh, she'll yeah. send you a Hershey chocolate. <laughs> Actually, I have a whole bunch from last time I went to Hershey, and I feel like every time I go, I'm going to get more. <laughs> Guys, uh, thanks for listening. Stay safe. Stay cool. Don't Stay. be a fool. Don't be a fool. Bye.